is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of August 26th, 2018. This is the road to 2020, and this is... The XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, we try to reimagine fantasy football. XFL style. This is episode 30, Lost in an XFL Fantasy. Hello, everybody. We are here this week on the verge of football returning in America. College football starts next week. The NFL still in the right in the middle of the preseason, and we are having fantasy football drafts for that regular season approaching, so we're going to have a fantasy football focus on the XFL today. Guys, before we get into everything, how are you doing this week? I mean, Alan, you told me this week's show is going to be about fantasy football, and I asked you, well, what am I supposed to do? Because full <laughs> disclosure, I, I have never played fantasy football in my life. Um, I think it's kind of dorky. I'm just going to say it now. So I, I got a lot of questions <laughs> for you guys. This is perfect, Jake. This is perfect because we we needed your perspective. I know you don't play fantasy football, but maybe the XFL could change fantasy a little bit or incorporate it in such a way that maybe you'll play come 2020. Is there a chance? Are you are willing to be open-minded? Well, uh, let me say the main reason I do not play fantasy football is just because I cannot find it, you know, humanly possible to root for somebody that is not on my team. You know, I don't want to root for somebody on the Dallas Cowboys to gain a couple more yards. I just can't do that. Now, that being said, the XFL, you know, theoretically, I'm I'm not going to have a home team. I'm going to pick a team that I want to win, you know, and I'm going to get behind. I'm going to support the logo. But I'm probably not going to have too many allegiances to one team, so maybe it's a possibility. Now, Bryant, you play fantasy football, right? I understand that perspective from Jake. It's, I, I always die a little bit inside when I'm rooting for someone not on, not on my team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's always hard, right? I mean, if you bet, it's always hard. You know, Do you go with your gut? Do you go with the home team? Do you want to cheer for somebody else? Do you even care about other games? I mean, it can be very stressful. You know, I sat down many times with that uh, Sunday ticket with all eight games on at one time. I mean, it's, 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 it's quite stressful. You're trying to watch everything. So there's a lot of downsides to fantasy football, but it's so, so much fun. Huh. Now, let me it ask is, you this. Is there, fa- is there fantasy football in the college game? There is now. This year, it's really getting a big push, actually, Jake. I have not ever uh, experimented with it. It's been around, but I feel like it's gaining a little bit of steam because pe- more people pay attention to college football than ever now. I, I guess any way to make more money off the college game without paying the players. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, guys, we'll get to the fantasy football stuff here in just a moment. But, fo- but before we do, there are some pieces of uh, – News and information we need to get to. Just a couple here. It's time for the cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. 
Here we go, guys. First item this week on the cover, too. Oliver Luck, a busy man, had a second round of reimagination committee meetings this week. Uh, Also, side note, uh, he was finally replaced by the NCAA. Jake, speaking of uh, the NCAA, they replaced Oliver Luck in his role, which was, I believe, the uh, head of all of football. Or something like that. Football <laughs> operations. The football president. <laughs> <laughs> the head of, of being the guy people actually like with the NCAA. Uh, but he was replaced by Florida State Athletic Director Stan Wilcox. Uh, and uh, congratulations to him. It's the Executive Vice President of Regulatory Affairs is the official title. So, And that, that happened just one week away from the kickoff season. Of the NCAA. Yeah, that's not a role that's very crucial, I think, to... The actual season, uh, you know, this is one they wanted to take some time on, and they got the Florida State 80. So congratulations to Stan Wilcox. Oliver Luck, though, he has a bigger fish to fry. He's trying to get a league up off the ground. And this week he had meetings with a focus on media production. Uh, he, the meeting was all about gameplay modifications and how that relates to, I guess, the broadcasting and the technology that goes into football. So that that's a whole lot of fan ex- engagement type stuff right there, Jake. Uh, what do you think specifically might have been discussed in this meeting? Because unlike the last meeting, we didn't get fun little video packages yet on Twitter. Well, I, I think the one thing that was discussed, the main thing, probably, you know, with the boldest text on the PowerPoint presentation was the quality of the broadcast. Yes, it's all about the quality of the broadcast, right, Brian? You, you would agree with that? Just the quality of the play. I mean, you don't want to be watching something through a, you know, early 2000s uh, black and white scribbled television, right? You want to make sure you can actually see the game and and see what's going on. And you know what? It might even go into more deeper than just how it looks, but it's it's the feel for it, what they're going to do, the perspective of it. Uh, You got to remember the XFL had a lot of ideas that the NFL swooped up on uh, after that 2001 season. Now, Brian, what do you what do you think some of the things you know, discussed about the, the quality of the broadcast or how can you make watching a football game better? Well, I think the one thing that the NFL always, well, not always, but has in recent years strived that is making games better to watch in uh, at home than in person. So I think the XFL is going to try to follow that model and try to get people uh, to at least, for the most part, enjoy the uh, the games at home. Now, what, what they can do... I mean, it's they're going to have to kill the dead time, and I think that's something we've addressed with the, the pace of play type of discussions we've had. What about rigging the game so it's always close in the fourth quarter? <laughs> <laughs> Is that something that they would at least you know throw on the white? You know, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm looking at if you look on their Twitter page, Jake. They have a lot of post-it notes everywhere. And I'm trying to hit the zoom button, but I'm not. I don't see anything about fixing games written on any of these post-its. I think they're thinking more about camera placement uh, and the amount of commercials and 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 all sorts of stuff like that. Maybe a referee eye camera might be something they might be talking about, which would be great. Do you think Jake walks into these meetings if he had to be involved and says, "All right, guys, who's going over this week?" Yeah, it's that, that wrestling mentality <laughs> now to make the outlaws look strong. And it, yeah, an interesting, an interesting take on that actually is that there. That was one of the tweets. You know, the XFL is always fishing for uh, you know help on f- Twitter and Facebook from fans, 
And one of the questions they asked last week was WWE SummerSlam was underway. And they said, how do you think the XFL could take from the WWE with its uh, production and its its presentation? So they are thinking in that way, Brian, in terms of the spectacle, the way Jake would be thinking in these meetings. So um, I definitely think more pyro than at a WWE event. Right, Jake? I mean, yeah, you know, anything would technically be considered more pyro than WWE did <laughs> right now. Sure, you know, some some smoke through the tunnel, maybe some uh, some good far, something like that. What about what about pyro on the field, like right at the pylons, right when a <laughs> touchdown scored? Like if you, just cr- if you cross the plane. <laughs> There's little sparklers that pop up on the pylon. <laughs> that, happens, uh, that happens. That uh, happens in baseball when when a player hits a home but, run. You know, you fireworks all of a sudden start triggering in the background. Yeah, in real, in real time. I mean, in NFL. I mean, football. It's going to be harder just because it could get called back. A home run usually doesn't get called back because the batter was standing outside the batter's box or something like that, right? Every, so every first down, a cannon shoots. <laughs> uh, it could get expensive with the pyro, but you are right. Presentation is 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 really important you know and, and i was talking to some people after wrestlemania and i hate to bring them in wrestling but what they what they gather what they like the most and they don't they're, they're casual wrestling fans is that they love the presentation of the product how it looks and i think this man knows that making something look good is half the battle of whether or not it is good so uh he, he'll come in with some with some definite presentation ideas and, and an open wallet to whatever ideas uh luck can can come up with so some suggestions guys maybe here we go off the top of the head here's one for me player entrances at the beginning of a game much like the nfl you know they announce usually just one side of the ball offense or defense if you're going to do that but let's do it on a maybe a bigger platform have a, a stage maybe that goes down to the field that they could come out with maybe with some fireworks or how about mike the players throughout the whole stadium and on tv so that they could scream something and fire us all up let's do that yeah, and especially that would work well if, if they did have this app because it would be really easy to change audio tracks. Uh, something that I'm <laughs> going to throw out there, uh, I'm going to say, and I don't know the logistics of it, uh, how you could do VR, you know, virtual reality. Is there some type of camera you could put Helmet on the cams. I'd, I'd hope so. I, it, I think it has to be on the referee, like a little ball, you know, on, on top of the referee, like a security camera. Well, nowadays – Jake, they could just put a camera hanging above the field that just records in 360 motion. But wouldn't it have to be pretty close down to the field? Um, I mean, I'm not a VR expert, at least not for football sakes. Neither am I, but... Or or just what about... Camera selections that you see, a, you want you like the NHL, Brian. You see how they have camera focuses on one player. A what star if, cam. what if somehow you could do a star cam, or what if a hell a, a couple helmets on the field have cameras on them and you could see it from the player's perspective? What if you could yeah, do the be, XFL you know, app and watch it from a different perspective? I think that'll at least drive you know traffic to your app. At the very least, people are going to want to check it out to see what's going on. Um, I think at even least people it's a second screen. At least it's a second screen. Like I'd be watching an LA Extreme game, but I'd also on my tablet want to be watching the Tommy Maddox cam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely a possibility. I think having four or five different angles of the game, all representing the entire game, would probably be work better. Um, rather than just like individual, because in in the NHL it makes more sense. You have a player who's who's skating. You want to watch what he's doing the entire time. Got it. The NFL, I mean, the player is really only moving for four to five seconds at a time. So do you really want to watch him as in the huddle, and then he goes off to the sidelines, or then he comes back? You know, do you really want to watch that stuff? So not sure if that's too uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah, like but, uh, 
Yeah, but I don't think you want to go too crazy here. I mean, guys, if you remember last year, the NFL for, for that Stiller Titan, I believe it was a Thursday night game they tried. I don't know what they called it, Sky Cam, Madden Cam or whatever, what's behind the quarterback. And I, I think that just proved that, you know, there's a reason the seats on the 50-yard line cost more than the ones in the end zone. That, that still is the best way to watch football, I believe. Ah, I like that that Madden cam a little bit. I can't, I can't get. I don't think you can get any depth. Like I couldn't tell if that no, run was yeah. for three yards or seventeen. Yeah, the yeah, perspective on it's really hard. And the NHL tries that when they do faceoffs down in the end zone uh, in the in the end zones, right? No, that's not what they're called. But I really like. I really like seeing the offensive line play. You could see the running game a lot better that way, though, Jake. I know you can't see maybe exactly how many yards are gained, but you could see. You know, you gaps can, and lanes are, develop. Are you paying to see what the left tackle can do? I yeah, <laughs> I am. I want to see everything. I mean, I'll, you don't, maybe not just one angle. That's what we're saying. We want to be able to. You want to be able to go to that camera every other play. Maybe on first down, you're there. Third down, you go to the fifty yard cam so you can get a bigger, wider shot. That you want to be able to really be fluid with with how you're presenting the show. I think. And it's a show, but you know it's it's a sport, of course. But this is a show, a television program, and that is what I'm sure they were discussing this week in these reimagination committees meetings. Well, it definitely it definitely starts with the players, you know, and hopefully they have some personalities. I mean, there's a very good chance that they're going to add a promo to the combines. I'm sure just to see who can uh, cut the best promos, so they put them the mics on them. I don't know. I don't know if that's one of the gimmicks that they're going to keep. Uh, from the previous XFL was miking players and anyone and everybody. Oliver Luck says they're getting away from the gimmicks. I don't know that that one seems like not as one of the not one of the more you know obnoxious gimmicks from the 2001 XFL. You think Oliver Luck would be down for that? Really, Bright keeping microphones on players and giving them a voice the way the old XFL did. I think it, as long as it doesn't cast the league in a negative way, I don't see why not. You want to give your league character, you want to give your players characters, you know, substance, something for people to hang on to if they're not affiliated with the team. So if they can, you know, how many people love the NBA, but they love LeBron James and not an actual team, and they just follow LeBron James all over the place because he has personality, they like him. It's not a bad idea to give your players character. Oh, I agree. I agree for sure. The league's about leagues. All leagues, all sports are about stars. But uh, I, I, the XFL would be giving up some control now if they did that. That'd be kind of a, a iffy situation, I think. I don't know if Oliver Lux won for that kind of that kind of league. We'll see if he's open to that. Jake, what do you think about the the fan experience and engagement acts uh, aspects of these meetings they had this week? What do you think the main focus was? for for these uh, men and women that got together with Oliver Luck. As for the fan experience at on game day, you mean? Or or anything. This maybe through the television or through an app. They they must have been discussing everything, right? I mean, hopefully it was a lot of listening, uh, you know, on the part of the XFL. Uh, you know, you, you got to listen to people bitch and moan for a little bit whether, you know, whether it's just <laughs> or not. Uh, because that's your that's your audience out there. Well, here are the people who were with Oliver Luck this week, among the people uh, jo- who joined him. According to XFL Twitter, you had former Yes Network president and CEO Tracy Dolgan, former ESPN executive vice president of digital. Uh, this is Miss Mr. G- John Cosner. Excuse me. John Cosner. I don't want to say John Connor. 
Uh, that would have been something completely different there. And also former WNBA president Donna Orender was there. And also another ESPN executive, former ESPN executive Jed Drake. So uh, a handful of people with uh, big-time broadcast experience there consulting with Oliver Luck. And, you know, the one thing about all these people is they have experience, but none of them are young. That's the one thing that worries me. Well, that should excite Jake. Maybe they'll go back to the whole uh, rough football, right, Jake? You don't want young people coming in here, those softies, right? Right, Jake? I mean, it depends what part of the country you're in. You know, you might get some young people, especially if you go to the big cities, you know, where, where all the hipsters are. Actually, actually they, <laughs> they, they probably wouldn't even show up to football games. I don't know what sport they participate well, in. Trivia night at bars. I think that's their favorite. That's sport. a big thing. Yeah. I'm just saying that, the, you know, you want the uh, perspective of someone a little bit younger who maybe understands the social media aspect of all this and where things are going. And I'm sure all these people are very hip and very in tune with what's going on, but uh, there might be a reason former is in front of most of their titles, Brian. That's what worries me. Um, <laughs> but but I, I hope that some fresh ideas. Maybe maybe these people were too innovative and they they're no longer in those roles at those big networks. That could be another thing. So we'll, we'll see how this one developed. But unlike the other one where we had J- uh, John Fox and Jim Caldwell in attendance, we did not get a video or any any interviews with people from this meeting, Brian, I think there's a reason for that. This one was a little bit closer to the vest type of meeting. Well, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you have a rival league that's launching in six months. You don't want to, you know, give them any ideas or show them what, what you're, but if you look at their history, the NFL took a lot of their good ideas last time around. They're not going to be out here doing it again. Uh, exactly. Just to get it taken away. This is where a lot of the good ideas and maybe more innovative ideas were being thrown around this week, and that's why not as much information coming out of it. But uh, I have to believe uh, this a lot of progress was made, and a uh, lot, lot more came. The other things came out from this as well. I mean, this week it was also officially revealed, although we kind of already knew this, that the XFL is going to give players a better option than the AAF when it comes to making money. The XFL is willing to pay. 200,000 per season, more than 200,000 per season for exceptional players, quote unquote. Um, the AAF's base is, of course, we know uh, $250,000 over three years. But the XFL, over the next few months, allegedly will be signing exclusive players to some bigger contracts, possibly, than the AAF. So. Jake, there you go. There's the reason why, if you're a player, you want to go ball out in the XFL instead of the AAF. More money. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, that's you know that could be Terrell Owens or you know, Brian Urlacher or Herschel Walker. Any, any <laughs> one of those guys I could see coming in for the big money. <laughs> oh, Brian, Brian Urlacher. I don't know. I saw him at the Hall of Fame. He was he was in total dad mode. I don't know if well, he, he, he has. You know, hey, dad pods are in nowadays. Come on, Alan. I know that, but not for NFL <laughs> linebackers or football linebackers. Brian, I have to go UFC back. fighters, maybe. I have to go back a couple minutes. What can the XFL learn from the WNBA? <laughs> survival. <laughs> survival, uh, man. Jeez. WNBA's 20 plus, 20 plus years now, Jake. Definitely. S- yes, survival is n- number one. Okay, but is is that first season of the XFL, are they going to have, you know, a uh, Rebecca Lobo type, you know, talent on there? So that's another thing. The WNBA 
every year of, in its existence has had a big women's basketball star that was made in the college game, and the XFL is going to need something like that. So that's one thing to consider. You're right. Maybe the maybe, XFL. Maybe the-, the XFL. The thing I learned already this week: the XFL needs a Rebecca Lobo. You're right, Jake. Absolutely. Do you think maybe the uh, AAF and the XFL are behind this fantasy football uh, college push just to get players known better so that way maybe they'll be more famous when they uh, don't make the the NFL rosters? I would uh, not uh, 100% subscribe to that, but I would uh, definitely think that's a possibility. Maybe, uh, you know, Oliver Luck and the XFL maybe kick a couple bucks to DraftKings so they could promote college football fantasy games a little bit more. That would make some sense. And the XFL, we know, is going to be involved in fantasy football. We're going to get in that in just a moment. But it, the more college football is covered over the next couple of years, the better it is for the XFL, for sure. And, then, and that just kind of leads to, Jake, going, going back to answer your question about what can they learn from the WNBA other than survival. I mean, it's partnership. If you kind of think about it, these the WNBA partners with – other leagues around the world that we don't pay attention to here in America that are way more successful than the WNBA, but they work together to make sure that they're not clashing with each other and, and whatnot. So maybe the XFL, I think we kind of touched on it either last week or a couple weeks ago, that they don't have to be partners with the NFL, but they're definitely going to have to work with them in some way, shape, or form. Guys, number two here on our cover two, balls and strikes are being called in the NFL now with this new helmet rule because it's basically a judgment call each and every single time and it's going to be called differently by different referees the helmet rule will not be changed by the NFL but at the same time it was changed this week the NFL owners and rule makers had a meeting and they decided no words in this new helmet rule will be changed but we are going to uh not penalize inadvertent or incidental contact with the helmet so basically, they are changing it, but they're not. This new helmet rule. We've gotten into it a little bit before. What did you just say? They're- that is a typical NFL response. Hey, we didn't get it wrong. The referees are doing it wrong. So we're going to talk to them about it because we worded it correctly. So are That's you saying it'll sense. still be a penalty, but no one will be penalized? No, the, it, there, will be pen- <laughs> there will be penalties. There will be flags. But uh, the inadvertent uses of the helmet – if a helmet accidentally is used on a hit and in such a way, it won't be flagged. So basically, I, th- I believe in the first two preseason ga- weeks in the NFL, there were about 51 flags thrown for this new helmet rule, violations of the new helmet rule. And I think they said four of them, five, maybe, would, would have actually not been flagged had these referees considered incidental contact. So really... Nothing's changing. This helmet rule's here to stay, and it's still going to frustrate the hell out hell out of us. And we've gotten into it here on the show, but it's just getting more and more ridiculous. Is this? A, a, you think this is going to play into the XFL's hands? Are they going to be able to? Are they going to be able to just completely use that against the NFL and, and use that as a selling point, or is this unavoidable? And is this something that they're going to have to incorporate as well? Uh. I mean, Jake, will you want to go through your weekly, uh, you know, spiel about how you want them to kill each other? <laughs> no, it, it's not exactly that much. Um, it should definitely be used as a marketing campaign to their advantage. I mean, everybody remembers Genesis does what Nintendo don't. And, uh, you know, you, you got to take some jabs at the other team if you can. Uh, Alan, like you said, they 
dear Lord, I hope they don't, but they may adopt a, a very similar uh, helmet rule. They might have to because of the safety aspects. That's what I, I fear as well, Jake, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, if you're the XFL, now we've talked about rooting for a work stoppage with the players' union and the owners, and now maybe you're rooting for more controversy with the helmet rule. If you're hardcore XFL, Brian, is that what you're truly rooting for? The NFL's demise with this helmet rule? I don't think you're you're hoping for any. I think we've talked about that too. We don't want the NFL to to suffer because if you want as many eyes on the game as you can. Now, if you're going to be an alternative, then maybe. But at the same time, you you you, you don't want an, uh, a a a bad um, what's the word a stigma with football going into your initial season. You want football to be a positive and something good that people actually want to talk about, not something that's negative. Look at it. Yeah, we're hey everybody, we're starting this league in a sport that all of you want us to completely ban from every school in America. (laughs) That's that's not a good thing. The NFL, as much as we want the XFL to flourish, the NFL, uh, you know, being hurt or the NFL maybe dwindling a little bit doesn't necessarily mean for sure success for the XFL. Obviously, that work stoppage would help the XFL a little bit with players, but stuff like this, I don't want to see the NFL suffer because that might hurt the XFL as well. Yeah, well, when the product is big, you know, is good on the biggest stage, all, all the little guys, you know, benefit as well. Guys, it's that time now. Are you ready? Are you ready, Brian, for, to try to convince Jake to get into fantasy football, are you ready? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready. I was, I was actually on vacation today, and you guys called me in, so I, I'll, I'll do my best. All right. Well, we're going to talk some fantasy football here. Before we do, just a quick reminder: the show can be followed at XFL Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The website: this is thexflshow.com. Thanks to everybody who has subscribed already. Tell your friends it's football season. This is definitely another football show. Everybody should be listening to, even throughout the college football and NFL seasons. We'll be talking a lot of current events as well as the seasons go along and how they relate to the XFL. So tell your friends and please hit that subscribe button on the Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review and say, we love the XFL. The XFL in 2020 is coming, and this is the show you got to be listening to. Here we go. It's time for this week's main event. This is The Hot Read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! The XFL is getting into the act on social media, and we are all getting into the act, except for Jake. Fantasy football's here, everybody. Your drafts are happening. You're probably in way too many leagues like I am. I'm counting four right now, Bryant. Is that too many? I mean, at that point, your players just start, you know, know, conflicting. You're going to be cheering for one guy and realize that he just cost you another game and another one. But hey, whatever. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People ask you, what are you going to say? No? I'm not like Jake. I can't just say, no, I don't want to do that draft. Draft in, in fantasy football is fun. And the XFL 
is uh, going to have fantasy football, definitely, and that's going to be great. That means fantasy football in the spring for us, daily, weekly, however you do it. But how can the XFL do it differently from the NFL? That is the big question. The NFL definitely pushes fantasy football. They cover it on their network. They have it on their website. Unlike gambling, uh, the XFL is very friendly with, or the NFL is very friendly with fantasy football. But how can the XFL do it differently? That's what we're going to discuss today. Brian, off the top of your head, what's the number one thing you think the XFL could do differently with fantasy football compared to the NFL? I mean, the NFL, this is like their bread and butter, though, man. I don't know. You're talking about something they can do differently to make it better? Yeah, or just different or or, or intriguing. You know what? You know what they could do? And I I don't think the NFL does this is give uh, fantasy point updates during the game. Or, you know, just, you know, little like little icon that pops up that's like plus 1.2, plus 3, plus 10, you know, on those runs, something like that, that just says, hey, these players got you this many points. You mean on that? Play. You mean like on the screen of the game I'm watching, like the, the scoreboard on the top is going to say, you know, six, change to six on a touchdown. But then next to that, also like show the guy's name and say plus six points. Yeah, I'll say Tommy Maddox plus six. Yeah, well, yeah on that, definitely. Based on that play. Or what if it was like a little emoji above his head actually on the screen? That looked like pretty cool. Like a big, <laughs> fl- like a flash, like a Snapchat almost of his fantasy. What if above every player's head you had their fantasy points in the game on the screen the whole time? That'd be part <laughs> of the media production. Like, would this be like NASCAR where they pick a car and, you know, they have like the driver's name and number and the speed just hovering over it for a, for a lap? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're getting stats on that that competitor in real time as they're competing. Now, you guys may need to fill me in on this, but I believe Xbox did something with like an NFL app where somehow like you could watch the game through your app and I thought it would be doing live fantasy updates or something like that. Brian, do you do you know anything about that? I don't remember that. I, I remember for a recent or is it a long? Well, there there are a bunch of st- uh, gimmicks like this, and every fantasy football app has updates to either your phone or, or whatever your computer. But Directv does have it where you could punch in your fantasy lineup, and whenever someone scores on any of the games uh, on your screen, it's gonna it's gonna flash on your screen when someone scores and give you updates on that player. So that's, but that's DirecTV. That, that's not necessarily the NFL running that. The NFL's fantasy football app, not used as much as Yahoo or I even think ESPN, but they're making little tweaks here and there. They have a whole fantasy department on their digital side. Should the XFL have an entire staff dedicated to fantasy football in year one? Like, where's that on the priority list? I know Jake's going to say low. I think that actually might be something. But you, de- okay, you, you should dedicate people and manpower well, towards. Okay, Jake, you might say no, but you have to admit that fantasy football helps bring I, the product, you know, money and it makes it popular, right? Yes, I, I mean, I you know, I have buddies. Um, my buddy that was over here tonight, they're having some type of draft party uh, tomorrow morning. I think I, I I don't get it. Listen, I just want to know: is it up to the league? to do anything about this like aren't there just independent sites like espn.com who track this stuff and you make a team with them and they do all the math for you yeah and the nfl nfl has their own their own site and they they do it as well 
the XFL definitely should get into that game because, well, A, I don't know if Yahoo or any other website is going to be hosting Fantasy XFL, so the XFL might have to do that legwork themselves. And two, you could control it and incorporate it into the product and be out in front of it because the NFL, the only reason the NFL isn't top dog in fantasy fantasy football when it comes to where drafts are held and whatnot is because they were late to their own party. Yahoo and ESPN and all these other sites were hosting fantasy drafts and, and doing all that before the NFL. They were, you know, they weren't there out in front of it years. They were years behind. So the XFL could take control of their own fantasy game, which is a huge advantage. So then you're saying, you know, the XFL's official website should be hosting fantasy football. Yeah, just like NFL.com does. First priority, just, be, just in case nobody else picks it up. I would say, if not first, uh, definitely number B, for sure. You, I think number one would probably be uh, making games accessible on your website and your app. Number two would be having fantasy football integrated with all of that. I mean, that DirecTV thing sounds really good. Uh, if you do this and if you're going to watch the game on your app, like I believe Brian said, if you could you know, put your players into some type of database at any time, anything happened you got a little alert on the bottom of the screen or the top of the screen that that would be really good but we got to get people like jake involved in this brian what if the xfl held draft parties at stadiums for fans you know what's uh, you know what we're not even talking about alan is um is uh what is it what do they what do, what do they call FanDuel and in, in that the uh, daily fantasy so you have a new team every week, right? Those things yeah. that, that could be huge. If you show up the day of a game and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna, um, you know, I, I'm here for my first time. What kind of fantasy sports can I play?" Oh, here, look, I'm gonna sign into this FanDuel app and make my own team right now and watch the game as I go. What about that having blast areas, whatever day that the games are played? Would that work? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, like uh, getting involved with local bars? Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, like they like used to do for pay per views. You mean just for game day to watch the game, or how, how are you talking about in relation yeah, yeah, to fantasy? To, to watch the game, and I, well, I don't know. Would, would fantasy be better with other people around? You know. Yeah, I mean that's just yeah. That's in general. The XFL maybe should get some corporate partners. You know, you're talking national change. Hooter, Hooters, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. The you know official partners of the XFL that are going to guarantee they're going to have your games on their big screens. And maybe do the NFL actually? Uh, I think it does involve themselves when it comes to fantasy football at bars across the country, encouraging people to hold their draft parties at bars, and they actually distribute draft kits to these bars. And you could go have your draft, and the restaurant is going to give you a giant, you know, draft board and stickers, and give you a whole section of their restaurant. So, and the NFL kind of like what they do with Sunday Ticket. They uh, use that as a service and a way to partner up. So the XFL will have to use that in addition to fantasy football, getting their games on the televisions across the blast areas of the bars throughout the country. So much goes into this. Fantasy football, almost as important, Jake, as actually marketing people to watch your games. Because to get people to watch your games, you can use fantasy football. It's a tool. Now, Brian, this this sounds like a part-time job. Or like I'm gonna have to do homework a couple nights a week. Is it no? You, no, you oh, do it on the man. toilet the, the morning of game day. 
<laughs> you wake up early, you, 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 you do a lineup. It tells you who's out of the game, who's not in the game. Uh, you can even set like an automatic thing, I think, to where it just puts in the player if you if, forget if, to do if it. I do it, maybe I'll just I'll just go full auto. Yeah, you can. Some people do that and they win their league. Jake, Jake, the fun of the best part about it is the draft. You get together with people, have a party, you draft, and then there's the the, the season and there's you know making pickups. And if you're really into it, you're going to pay close attention throughout the week. But you know, you could wake up in the morning for your morning deuce. Grab that phone, check your lineup, make sure everybody you got on your team's playing that day, and set it and forget it, brother. It doesn't. It takes whatever commitment you want to put into it. And the XFL needs to appeal to not just the hardcore fantasy geeks, but the people like Jake who might be timid. But hey, it's a great way to interact with your XFL friends. What if it meant you can meet more people who love the XFL, Jake? You'd think about doing some fantasy XFL, wouldn't you? I, I would think about it. I, I'm glad that we have about a year and a half to go because my friends around here, they keep asking me what I'm going to do, you know, fantasy football for the NFL. Okay. I want timeout. I want Jake hold off on NFL fantasy because I want you to be the only person in the world who played XFL fantasy football before <laughs> NFL <laughs> fantasy football. <laughs> that very well could happen. <laughs> Because there's, oh, there's very few of those. Those are rare birds. Yeah, I got Tommy Maddox this week. <laughs> uh, any, anything, most important thing before we finish off with the uh, hot read here, Brian, most important thing about XFL fantasy football for you? Make it easy. Jake? Um, entice me. I, I, I don't know. What do you want? You want money or something? <laughs> money, oh, better yes. enjoyment of the game. Yes, I, I, I mean, love more money. Money, money could definitely be something that happens with the legalization of gambling. We didn't even talk about that, but daily right. fantasy and fantasy football, you know, you cash know, prizes. In a couple of years, I could be hosting a big draft party at a local VFW around here. <laughs> Jake's going to be Mister XFL. You have to have fantasy a minimum football. of eight teams to make it come. You know. To make it competitive, Jake. Just I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I could find enough people that would want to do that in this area. Uh, I don't know. I put the over under at like fifty percent. I wonder how many XFL fantasy leagues will have more teams in their fantasy league than there are actually in the actual XFL. <laughs> can you, you can have a twelve team <laughs> XFL team fantasy league? And there's only eight teams in the actual XFL. How's that work? It's the quality of the play. I'm going to say that for sure. It's the quality of the fantasy football. As long as the football being played is fun to watch, people are going to play XFL fantasy. Cash prize is very important as well. Legalization of gambling. Oh, man. I'm ready for an XF. Can we have an XFL draft, fantasy draft yet? We should Just- do a fantasy draft with the last season, not really knowing the players, and see who would have won. Oh, that'd be a, a really interesting experiment. We draft actual players from the original XFL. Yeah, the four of us, including Vince, will all draft you know a quarterback, knowing what we know, and just kind of move in with that. And then every week we face off with the finals happen in week ten. Do you think all the stats exist for that? They do. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, XFL actually really shout shout out to uh, the good people at XFLboard.com. They do have a, a lot of in-depth statistics from 2001. I think that would have to be an experiment where we had, like, 
maybe uh, an auction draft, Bryant, because we know the statistics and we could look in those. So we could probably set up prices on the players beforehand and then we could just simulate a whole season and see actually whose team would have done the best. Like we're bidding on livestock. <laughs> exactly. How, I, how well, dollars? Jake, Jake, What's we didn't the, even tell I, you that. What if I was to tell you that that exists? We have auction fantasy football where, it, yes, it is like bidding on livestock. And some people even have drafts with actual auctioneers going, 75 for Juju Smith-Schuster. Can I hear 35, 35 for Juju? People do that. That sounds a little wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That, that's uh, one of the problematic things with fantasy football, I guess. But uh, actually, we did get an email in this week, and I know, or I mean, a tweet in this week, you guys. Someone said, for XFL fantasy football, I want shares of WWE and XFL stock from Vince McMahon. Do you think that would be a possibility, Jake? Like for winning the league, you get shares? <laughs> yeah, or yeah, for winning fantasy football, doing well, you would get stock. Stock that, options. That that sounds good. I like that idea. That one comes from at Melglops on Twitter. Thank you, Melglops. Uh, anything before we get out of here, guys? We're running out of time. Uh, no. I think have have a great week. Two weeks, guys. I'm out of here. I'm 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 on vacation. You're on hiatus. That's why we went a little extra long this week, Brian. We want to get a little bit more of you in before uh, you go on your vacation. Safe travels to you. Uh, you'll be gone, but we'll be back next week, Jake. And hopefully, we'll have Vince with us to talk more XFL. And remember, any news that comes out, we'll have it covered right here. And we appreciate all of you who reach out to us actually on social media and send us cool articles you see that we might have missed. So always keep those coming. Thanks for that. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Subscribe on whatever podcast app you use. And remember, follow us on social media at XFL Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere. And we're at our website. This is the XFLShow.com for Brian, for Jake. I'm Alan. We're living in a fantasy, but it will be reality pretty soon. The XFL is coming. This is the XFL Show.